Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We got a lot of show today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor is A.B. Burns Tucker. She's back, law student and host of I Am Legally Hype. Also, in my debate segment, the bullpen, we have Mr. Cooper Conway, commentator Young Voices. We're talking about policies affecting K through 12 education. And I hope he does not say critical race theory. It will be a bad day for that young brother. All right, top story of the day. The irony of it all, the man who directed the movie Black Panther was arrested for robbing a bank. But he did not rob a bank, he simply went to make a withdrawal. He's obviously a multimillionaire and the bank teller thought he was trying to rob the place. Let me give you background on this story that is just coming to light. His name is Ryan Coogler, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler was mistaken for a bank robber at a Metro Atlanta Bank of America. He was detained according to the police reports that we just got access to. Let me remind you of the iconic movie, Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman who passed away because of his battle with cancer has put up a picture of them side by side. One of the most successful movies in the history of movie making. The director was in Atlanta on business. I will share that business in a minute. The incident unfolded January 7th, 2022 at the Bank of America at 1280 West Paces Ferry Road. Now that is supposed to be an affluent part of the city. When police responded to reports of a man trying to rob the bank, according to an Atlanta Police Department report, a Bank of America employee called police after Coogler passed him a filled out slip to withdraw money with a note written on it asking for the bank teller to be discreet with the transaction. Makes sense to me, the man is withdrawing 10,000 bucks. It is his account, he filled it out properly. His name is there, his ID is there. He writes on it and please listen, just give me the cash discreetly. I don't want everybody knowing I'm walking out of the bank with $10,000 cash. Okay, simple request. Officers determined, well actually when officers arrived at the scene, okay? When officers arrived at the scene, Kugler was still inside the bank. You know why he was still inside the bank? Because it wasn't robbing the bank. Officers brought him outside, handcuffed him as they investigated. So he gets arrested, they handcuff him. Officers determined that Kugler was attempting to withdraw his own damn money. A cash amount valued over 10,000 bucks. The bank teller received a notification from Kugler's account and told her manager that he was trying to rob the bank. Now, let me bring some common sense to this situation. Banks are facilities that hold our money. I literally work and then I let the bank hold my money because the bank benefits by the interest accrued on that money. So they hold my money. I'm not mandated by law to do this, I do this as an option, a choice. And then I go to get the money that I've worked for and you put me under arrest 
for trying to get my own money back. That is what happened to this major film director. Officers determined that the incident was a mistake by Bank of America and Kugler was released. Two people who Kugler was with were also detained and released. Bank of America apologized to Kugler and he was allowed to go on his way. I'm sure this was very embarrassing for this young dynamic star who is very good at his craft. Bank of America issued a statement confirming the incident, writing, we deeply regret that this incident occurred. It never should have happened and we have apologized to Mr. Kugler. Here's the problem, Bank of America. This likely happened because you have some structural issues in the culture of your company. While you may release a statement indicating that this is simply a mistake, an accident, an isolated incident, I beg to differ. I think this was connected to a deeper culture inside of your company. Do you think if that would have been a white male who simply wrote all of his information, identified himself, put his identification with the withdrawal slip and said, listen, and make sure it's discreet. Do you think the police would have been called on that individual? There was nothing here to indicate that a bank robbery was taking place, nothing, nothing. Kugler directed the original Black Panther, which was also the highest grossing film of all time by a black director. He has been in Atlanta directing the Black Panther sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And because of the sheer amount of people who flocked to see Black Panther, the film took in an eye-opening 1.3 plus billion at the worldwide box office. Okay, so you gotta talk about the elephant that's in the room. Put his picture up again. He walks into a bank, they don't know that he's a multi-millionaire film director and honestly should not matter. You mean to tell me that when he filled out his slip, his withdrawal slip, that the person he handed it to did not even bother to put in the information to verify that he had access to these funds, that he was in fact a consumer at Bank of America. You mean to tell me they did not do the basic thing and simply verify the account before calling the police? Ms. Tucker, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, so boom, we already know how this got started. Like you said, common sense is not that common. <laughs> Had that person check the account check the name and verify ID the way they were supposed to and went through the proper protocols, we wouldn't be here right now. But here we are. Bank of America, if you didn't have the money, you should have just said that. We know Bank of <laughs> America going through it because you know everybody with the little EDD and PPP and stuff then took all the Bank of America money. But y'all don't have to do them like that. And I think an apology is not enough because if we were to disrespect any other entity, and the way that this black man was disrespected, we would be canceled, it'd be all over the news, we would have a whole issue. So I hopefully that teller who was not trained properly clearly is no longer working there. But I think apology is not enough. They need to be held accountable and they need to change their practices and how they're training their employees. Yeah, and that's the issue, they have not come out 
with a proclamation about them changing practices or making sure there's additional training or even some level of discipline for violating protocol. I told you this would start happening. That guy decided to go and arrest the sheriff of his county. He went heavily armed, he went to lock up the sheriff. Let's put a picture up of the sheriff. I'm gonna give you the background of this story. He was not killed, he was not shot. They actually decided to fight him physically while he was armed. And he went there to lock up the elected sheriff of his county. Here's the story, Clay County, Florida, yep, Florida. Uh, the Clay County Sheriff's Office said the man who was openly carrying a firearm decided to go and arrest the sitting sheriff inside of the sheriff's office. Let's put his picture up again. His name is Robert Abel, all right? Robert Abel, 55 years of age, was armed and arrested. They found in his truck a go bag containing ammunition, body armor, two knives, medical supplies, medication, a change of clothing, and what we call meals ready to eat or MRESs. He had this in anticipation of arresting the sheriff of that county. Keep his picture up. When this criminal arrived to the Clay County Sheriff's Office, deputies said they tried to disarm him in the parking lot. He put up a fight before eventually being taken to the ground. Let's put up a picture of the sheriff's office. All right, he pulled up, he's armed, he goes to arrest the sheriff. And they do not shoot him, they do not tase him, they do not kill him. They simply physically fight him. All right. Abel reported, uh, reportedly told deputies that he was working for the President of the United States and he had come to arrest the sheriff. Her name is Michelle Cook, let's put up a picture again. Uh, Michelle Cook, she has some commentary out there about this incident. She did do an interview with the local press. She is the only female sheriff in Florida's 67 counties. The staff was prepared for Abel because he had previously called making threats towards the sheriff. She's the only woman elected sheriff in the entire state of Florida. Records show Abel has a valid carry and conceal permit. It's unlawful to openly carry a firearm in Florida unless you are a law enforcement officer. And it is forbidden to enter a sheriff's office with a concealed firearm. Doing so is a third degree felony. Abel was charged with illegally carrying a gun, threatening the sheriff and resisting arrest. Now, this guy has all of the prerequisite qualifications to have a firearm, okay? He has his permit, he has his license to carry, his concealed permit, he goes up to arrest the sheriff. Where do you think he gets the idea that he should be able to go up and lock up the sheriff? Well, I don't know, maybe from right wing conservative commentators who have said this is what you need to do. 
maybe from people that go around this country now, even former FBI agents who are literally training individuals how to overthrow their city and county government. Maybe he got the idea from the fact that Donald Trump told terrorists to go and storm the US Capitol, impede the process that's constitutionally mandated and stop the progress of the new United States president being certified. Maybe he got the idea when the federal government decided not to charge those terrorists with the crimes they were actually guilty of, but instead giving them community damn service. Maybe that's where he got the idea from, that he has a certain privilege. That his privilege has now been empowered by the reality of the systemic structure that has failed to hold people like him accountable. Maybe he got the idea when white supremacist terrorist had a plan to kidnap a sitting governor and Donald Trump supported them. Maybe that's where the radicalization is coming from. Ms. Tucker, what are your thoughts? Okay, so boom, guess what? His president did tell him he could do it, but it was President Trump. It wasn't, it wasn't the one we got right now. So first of all, I don't know if he went to go arrest her or kidnap her because he had a whole date kit <laughs> in his trunk. So we're missing the attempted kidnapping, right? Because he was going to arrest her and take her where? He was already at the police station. Yeah. But we need to be mindful of stuff like this and we need to start getting it corrected. Because we don't punish these actions the way we're supposed to, these type of folks still think it's okay that they could do stuff like that. But the slave catcher days are over. You don't get to just go out and arrest wherever you feel you want to arrest because you got an attitude today. So hopefully, you know, they press charges and they press them hard and he go to jail for a long time because yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I need somebody, damn it, I need somebody to say, we are going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Do We're right. going to warn everybody never to do this again. Let's put up the picture of Tierra Lynn Ford. That woman decided to sexually assault elderly patients under her care, according to the video, her own statements, and the police report. Former Ohio nursing assistant is now facing several charges over alleged sexual abuse of the elderly patients in her care. She was arrested at her home last week, Tierra Lynn Ford. According to the narrative, she was abusing patients at a nursing facility in Ohio. The facility specialized in care for patients with Alzheimer's and dementia. According to court documents, she was indicted on three charges, including rape and two counts of gross sexual imposition. Ford's arrest follows a two-week investigation led by local police into her alleged predatory conduct at the inn at University Village. According to the local news, shock, shock. That's about the best way to describe my reaction to this, according to the police detective David McConnell. According to police, some of the victimized patients were nonverbal and suffered from dementia. Some of them could not even speak, McConnell added. You know, they're elderly, they didn't know what was going on and she did it for her own personal gratification. In some cases, investigators said she recorded videos of the alleged sexual assaults and she admitted to all of these, admitted to taking these videos herself. Ford worked at the inn at University Village 
Though it's unclear how long she may have worked at the assistant living residence. The assistant living facility declined to comment on Ford's open case on Monday to verify the accused woman's employment history to say whether she's been terminated. According to state officials, Ford did in fact pass a background check. The facility issued a statement. Here's the statement from them. The safety and well-being of our residents is our highest priority. We have recently been notified that a former employee was involved in mistreating residents. We immediately notified the involved families, police department and other appropriate authorities. We are fully cooperating with the authorities in their investigation. Because of the ongoing investigation and HIPAA laws, we're unable to comment further at this time. Police who say it is possible there could be more victims are encouraging families who may have loved ones at the facility to come forward. I don't believe there are, but we are going to make sure there are not McConnell stated. All right, she's going to court March 11th is the next court date. I'm not sure if she has retained any legal counsel. Now, I bring this story to your attention because of this. I have a dear friend right now who's going through something similar. It's not sexual assault, but there's neglect. And we're working through the system to make sure people are held accountable. If you have to make the decision, and it's a tough decision for a family to make. But if you have to make the decision to place someone you love into an assistant facility, assistant living facility like this, make sure they have protocols for the safety of your loved one. While obviously the person who committed this crime is monstrous and and a predator, remember she sought opportunity based on the opportunity that was available. You mean to tell me she was sexually assaulting all of these patients and there was no way the facility could check, could catch it. There was no appropriate check and balance, so make sure. When these opportunities come up and you have to make these hard decisions, find a facility that has strong safety protocols for your loved one. All right, Ms. Tucker, thoughts on this? Honestly, we need to have way more oversight in these assisted living facilities. I think this is one of the main issues that we have because when you put elderly people in this position, they are very vulnerable and they are there because they need the assistance and they need the help. For her to have multiple victims and been bold enough to even record these encounters is very concerning to me because that means you knew you could get away with what you were doing right now. So hopefully they change their entire system moving forward. Um, And they look into her background because a lot of times what I've seen, especially in sexual abuse cases, is that the abusers were at one point abused. And so we really need to get a handle on that as well to make sure that we are not perpetuating the cycle of sexual abusers. Um, But I just pray for these families and I hope that they get justice for their loved ones and that they get the system together. Yeah. I have no patience for those that prey on the vulnerable in our society. All right, we have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments and give you some very important reminders, okay? All right. And I wanna thank everybody for always Joining the show by way of comments, we appreciate the commentary. 
Remember, watch list, all right? Every day, Monday through Friday, make sure you tune in. That's the big homie JR Jackson. That's live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. This is a 10 week test series on TYT. Here's how you can support. Watch live daily and don't forget to subscribe and follow at youtube.com forward slash watchlist TYT and facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT. Yesterday was International Women's Day to celebrate. Shop TYT just released two new designs shown here. These designs were created by two of our amazing graphic designers, Norma and Michelle. And are being promoted over the course of this week by the women of Shop TYT. Check them out now at shoptyt.com. And do not forget, we got a podcast launch, very excited. The Bituation Room with Francesca. This is now part of TYT. Join Francesca and her famous progressive friends as they deliver an hour of laughs and analysis, all right? You can listen to the Bituation Room on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's part of the TYT network, all in the family, okay? Okay, Mika C, the Silverhead Dragon says, BOA can shove their apology and Mr. Kubler needs to switch to another bank. We've seen far too many stories of banks refusing a cash, refusing to cash paychecks for black people. Far too many stories of banks refusing to release the black people's own funds. Far too many banks calling the cops on innocent bank customers. And remember, we've reported on many of those stories. Even a black medical doctor who was depositing her first check, they thought she was committing fraud. And she was trying to give them money. Now, let me tell you this. If anything like that ever happened to me, damn it, I promise you. I will withdraw every penny out of that bank that same day. I will go live. Hell, I may even go on the indisputable YouTube page and make sure you can see it in real time. I really hope Mr. Kugler took his Kugler took his money out of there. All right, Gucci Man says, black man asked to pull out 10,000 10, out. Oh my God, he's robbing us. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, female sheriff, uh, a black man would have been shot and killed right there at the door. Isn't that the irony of it, right? Leon, they need to psychologically examine her. Something happened to her as a kid, this ain't normal. Well, she's an adult now, okay? She's grown today. RC Tycoon 13, yeah, uh, why would a robber give you all of their information? WTF. Yep. About the sheriff, uh, TYT, this story should be on mainstream media because you know the other way around, it definitely would be on Fox if a left winger would go and arrest the sheriff. Yeah, of course, right? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel great. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Here we go with another big corporation company making fun of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's nothing new under the sun. They love to mock Jesus. And you know how I know that he's the one true God? Because they never mock any other God. Never hear them saying anything about Buddha. Never hear them saying anything about Allah. It is always Jesus. There's literally a dove ascending right above his head, right here in this image. It is disgusting. It is blasphemy, but this is what they like to do. You want to know how I know that God is the truth? Check this out. This is what the Lord just revealed to me. Think about 
when you are in the truth when it comes to things that are going on in the world, right, with the news, what does the false prophet media do? Scoffs at you, makes fun of you, makes you think that you're wrong, right? Tells you that you're not in the truth, but really you are in the truth. And then when you're following the lies, they cheer you on and they're all for it. It's the same thing with Jesus. They mock, they make fun of. Why? Because they know that they can lead you on a road down to hell if they can make you believe that it's not true. Eminem's. She said the Lord revealed this to her. Well, the internet revealed this to me. Let's put up a picture of the green Eminem. This is not a symbol of Jesus. It is not meant to be a symbol of Jesus. That's the green Eminem. The green Eminem is a she, not a he. And she is an icon of Candy World. Green Eminem. That marketing campaign, ladies and gentlemen, was an adaptation from this. It's a homage to singer-songwriter Rosalia's, uh, Rosalia's album, Art. Let's go back to the green Eminem. Let's go back to Rosalia. Green Eminem. Rosalia. Now, there are some pictures of Jesus that are blaspheming. Here's one of them. Cause he didn't look like that. But you can't tell that to people like, remember Megan Kelly? Let's go. Megan Kelly had this to say a few years ago. You know, and by the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white, but this person is just arguing that that maybe we should we should also have a black Santa. Just because it makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean it has to change. You know, I mean, Jesus yeah. was a white man too, but wrong on both. Okay. Uh, so it's interesting to me that individuals like this continue to uh, proclaim that they do not subscribe to white supremacy, that they are always telling the truth, that God reveals things to them. If God was talking to you, madam, God would have told you to Google. All right, Ms. Tucker, thoughts on this? I just wanna know how I feel to be loud and wrong. <laughs> like, first of all, you mad, but. We all know Jesus was black. I ain't seen not a narrow white person with hair or wool. So let's start there. And if Jesus was talking to her, Jesus could have told her to be quiet and do some more research so you don't be out here on the internet looking crazy. So now we all talking about you because you don't know what you're talking about. And don't be disrespecting the green Eminem. She was doing <laughs> her thing and she looked good. So she was looking good. That was her day. And okay. look at this. All right. Okay. Um, a very disturbing trend with police officers committing sexual assault against women in particular. Let me take you to my first story. A woman has been issued a $50,000 reward, well, settlement basically, because an officer groped her in front of her boyfriend. Put up the picture of the cop. His name is Tyler Gelnett. Let's go to the video. This is one time it, it's best to bring her back here okay. because of the traffic on Greenwood, right? All right. He's gonna pat, he's pat me down. Like, okay, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, hold on. Stop, stop. Time out, time out. Go back there. Go back there. Ma'am, do you have anything on you? No. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Just hang tight right here, okay? Can I just shut my the yeah, door? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can shut the door and let... With male officers, it's supposed to be the back of the hand. Yeah. So as soon as he did the, he did it wrong, ma'am, ma'am, listen to me. Ma'am, can you turn around? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. just the way he, he yeah, did... He's, he's, he's a new officer. I'm training him. His, I know. That's... that's that's what? I'm sorry. I found a only no, no, a female. No, no, no. I don't have anything on me. Ma'am. Only a female officer. Ma males can search females, but we are we are supposed to use the back line. That's violation, right? So sir. that's why, as soon as I saw him, I stopped him, told him to go to the back of the car. Okay. Okay. It's all being recorded. I want to let you know that. I want you to reassure you of that. Okay. You okay, ma'am? Listen, listen. It was just I've never had nobody. It I know. Was, it was awkward. This, yeah. As soon as I saw it, that's why I stopped him. And I want to personally apologize to you, okay? Yes. I want to personally apologize. The cop who intervened is a good man. That is a good man. He didn't hesitate. And he did not treat them like criminals. He didn't start being a jerk to them. He said, I apologize. And he was truthful about how the officer was in violation. Now, he was giving the officer the benefit of the doubt and blamed it on training. I do not believe this was his training. I think he was intentionally trying to dehumanize this woman. Put up the picture of the cop who committed that sexual assault. Put his picture up again. This is from the city of Louisville, Kentucky. Tyler Gelnet is his name. The woman's boyfriend had been present for the incident and told the other officer that Gelnet looked dead at me in his face when he did that. So while the cop is doing this to the woman, to the woman, he's looking at the woman's boyfriend dead in his face. Kaylee Coates was with her boyfriend and family members when she was pulled over by police. January 5th, 2019, after turning onto 28th Street from Virginia Avenue. After ordering her out of the vehicle, Officer Gelnet inappropriately placed his hands in her crotch area and then into her underwear. That's according to the lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed in 2020, it has now just been settled. While the other officer with Gelnet saw what happened to Coates and even apologized, uh, Gelnet uh, saying and saying Gelnet will be punished for his actions under terms of the settlement. The compromise of a doubtful and disputed claim is not an admission of guilt according to documents obtained under the Kentucky Open Records Law. They always have a way to be slick. November 2020, Gelnet was charged with official misconduct and drug trafficking. Put up his picture again. Okay, you still think this was an accident? You still think this was about training? This man was corrupt to the core. This cop was charged with official misconduct and drug trafficking. After allegedly seizing marijuana while handling cases, but then giving it to a woman he was in a relationship with, he resigned from the department and he actually pleaded guilty. What a POS. 
In the Colts case, body camera footage shows Galnett asking her to get out of a vehicle after the other officer said he smelled marijuana on the passenger. While the passenger in the vehicle admitted he had smoked marijuana early in the day, in the day nothing was found in the car, and they were let go without even a ticket. But she was violated. That cop should have been arrested that day. That was illegal. Now here's another cop, put up his picture. According to the report, this cop abuses authority while on duty. His name is Jonathan Gardner, former Kansas officer who raped a 20 year old woman several years ago and has recently been arrested for that rape. Gardner is charged with rape in the first degree, 12 counts of unlawful acts concerning computers, 12 counts of official misconduct according to the criminal complaint filed by the Douglas County District Attorney's Office. Charges were filed this week by the DA. Following a four month investigation, the details of which are still being kept guarded by officials. A spokesperson for the Kansas Bureau of Investigations, the KBI, said investigators received a call from the Lawrence Police Department on November 1st, 2021 regarding a potentially criminal incident involving one of their officers. The investigators arrived to discover that a woman had come in earlier that day to speak with police about an alleged sexual assault by a police officer almost five years prior. The woman told the police and later investigators she was raped by Gardner on January 1st, 2017. She also said the cop was on duty at the time of the alleged assault. That's according to KBI. Gardner was fired from the force for a short time after the investigation began. Then earlier this month, the former officer was arrested and charged with rape in the first degree. That's because after the investigation, they found the complaint to have evidence of the actual crime alleged. Now we have a problem here, don't we? You have to ask the question, why is it that over 40% of police officers self-report that they have engaged in domestic violence and criminal assault in their lives? Self-reported numbers over 40% is the highest of any profession. What is the issue here? Is it that policing changes those who connect to the industry? Or maybe policing as an industry attracts a certain type of cop. Ms. Tucker, thoughts? First of all, I want to see little Ty Ty, um, his browser history. You know, <laughs> looking at BBBW, what's going on? Because she thought she was going to get away with that one. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that that officer intervened when he did. Yes. I we just saw what happened to the officers, you know, who was kicking it with Chauvin and all that. They just went down and got convicted. So he was like, you're not gonna get me like that. So I am so glad that he intervened um, right away and that he communicated with the victim, right? Cuz we need to acknowledge that she is a victim. Um, so I really do appreciate that. But I do think we also need to look at how we are selecting police officers. It has been a very good old boys club for a very long time. It has been a very selective process, but not appropriately selective. So I'm hoping that all this exposure of how these police officers are um, 
just acting out crazy and showing their true colors. I'm hoping we start really looking into that and taking that into consideration when we choose who will protect and serve our communities. That's right, and cops need to be under a psychological evaluation every six months. That's one protocol that needs to be established nationally. We got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. All right, let me read some of these amazing comments. I can only read a few for the sake of time, all right? Okay, made money in the building. Okay, these white wingers have a serious issue with these M&Ms, especially the green one. Leave Miss Green alone, weirdos, yeah. Okay, uh, Twitch, Astro Dragon, it's like Kermit said, it ain't easy being green. Know the nice dragon. He sure looked surprised to have been stopped by the other cop. He damn sure did, didn't he? Yeah, should have been arrested. You want to change policing? Start locking up cops who actually violate the law like you would lock up a citizen. You would see that public trust equity transform pretty quickly if we saw those kind of cops arrest cops that violate citizens then and there. There's no prohibition to it, it's allowed. All right, damn shame, there's a school teacher according to multiple citizens of the state of Alabama. They have highlighted this on social media. A school teacher has a photo that has now surfaced posing with a curious George emblem in reference to Black History Month. It reads, this is George, he is a good little monkey and always very curious. The image that associated the monkey cartoon to Black History Month was shared to social media in a post demanding action be taken against the teacher. Now, we had Indisputable, we were contacted directly by school teachers at her school because they said after being approached about it, she absolutely faced no penalty, no discipline. And so some of those school teachers reached out to us. Uh, let's put up the picture again. All right, so this is Randy Roberts. She is a special education and student council faculty member at Silicaga High School in Alabama. The district has written a seemingly unfinished bio on the school Facebook page. Um, the city school does not discriminate on the basis of color, race, religion, or national origin, all right? Here are the school officials who have yet to address the photo or issue a statement regarding the teacher's future employment. That's the principal, his name is Matthew Hodge, all right? There's also a superintendent who's in charge of him. Her name is Dr. Michelle Eller. As of now, Ms. Roberts is still employed by the high school following the spread of this racist image. Now, according to the sources that contacted Indisputable directly, school teachers in that school, they said, "Oh, she was very apologetic. However, no penalty, no statement, no training, nothing. You see, structural racism is structured, it's intentional. It doesn't just happen by osmosis. Now, we did some digging and we found that roughly 
of the student body are in fact black. And if you are willing to have that kind of public attitude about Black History Month or black people and doing that old remake of monkey and black people racism. Do you really think you should be trusted to teach black students? You shouldn't be trusted to teach any students. That's an ideology that should have no place inside of schools. But do you think Republicans in Alabama are going to make a law banning this kind of action? No, they want to tell you that critical race theory is the problem, which is not taught in K through 12 education. Ms. Tucker, thoughts on this? I mean, the only thing she had right is that we should celebrate Black History Month, but we should have celebrated it by getting rid of her because the audacity of you. Now, if we start swinging people like monkeys and stuff, then we're gonna be wrong. So we should get it together. It doesn't surprise me because it's Alabama and we already know how they get down in Alabama and we know the history of it out there. But when you look at administration, you can see exactly why this has fallen through the cracks. Now I get that we have a shortage of teachers and stuff right now, but this is not how we should raise our students. And this is not the type of environment or professionalism we should be fostering in our school system. So hmm, I don't know, I got a problem with this one, but yeah. yeah. And we're gonna follow it to the credit of those school teachers in that system. They did reach out directly. I have had off record conversations with them, obviously for various reasons. They need to remain anonymous, but we're hopeful that this story will find resolution. All right, proud boys leader, he was arrested in his underwear for his role January 6th. I mean, he keeps going in and out of jail. Let's go ahead and put up the picture full throttle. <laughs> that's now that's funny. <laughs> the former leader of the right wing Proud Boys was arrested in Miami Tuesday morning in connection with the January 6, 2021 terrorist attack. Enrique Tario was taken into custody at his home on Northwest 2nd Street where the FBI and other law enforcement conducted a raid. This 38-year-old self-professed Trump supporter was indicted on one count of each. Now put his picture back up, damn that, this is too funny. He was indicted on one count of each conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and obstruction of an official proceeding, as well as two counts each of assaulting, resisting or impeding certain officers and destruction of government property in the Capitol breach, that's according to the US Department of Justice. Now, we put a lot of emphasis on the conspiracy angle with all of this terrorism that took place on January 6, 2021. That pressure is now starting to work because they were going to allow people that were not physically there to face no penalty. But if they engaged in a conspiracy, meaning a meeting of the minds, if they conspired, to commit crime if they provided instructions, direction, support, gas money, whatever it is. That is called conspiracy. And now they're starting to be charged good for the federal government and good for all of you who continue to advocate for that angle as it relates to this criminality. He wasn't at the Capitol on January 6th, as noted. Police had arrested him in Washington two days before the riot and charged him with vandalizing a Black Lives Matter banner at a historic black church during a protest December 2020. The day before the Capitol was attacked, a judge ordered Enrique to stay out of Washington. He later served a five month 
prison sentence. The indictment claims he had evidence. The indictment claims Tario led the advance planning and remained in contact with other members of the Proud Boys during their breach of the Capitol. The indictment also alleges that Tario claimed credit for what had happened on social media in an encrypted chat room during and after the attack. After his release from jail earlier this year, Tario told NBC6 that if he hadn't been arrested, he would have been at the Capitol that day. And that he would have stopped the Proud Boys from participating in any violence. Lies, I tell you, lies. All right, so he's going down again. Just very interesting, but moving in the right direction. We'll see exactly what will happen as far as justice is concerned. Ms. Tucker, you're in law school. You saw clearly in the beginning how this was being handled in a very different way. I mean, they were getting community service for literally committing an act of terrorism against the United States Capitol. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, my friend. Enjoy <laughs> jail. Don't drop the soap. Do what you got to do. Damn. Period. Yeah, you know, he calls himself, his attorney called him a prolific snitch. That's what one of the attorneys said about his activity in the past. And he actually resigned from being the leader of the Proud Boys because evidence came out that he worked with law enforcement at one time and snitched on other people. It's quite interesting where they find their leaders. Obviously, they don't vet them well. Nick Fuentes, who is a white supremacist, white nationalist, he's, pr- he's proud of it. He's friends with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. He actually told the truth about why Americans who like Trump, why they like Trump, because Trump is racist. Here it is. They're trying to cram this down our throat, these people that are not like us. You know what Americans want, it's pretty clear when they elected Trump. Trump got up there and he didn't say, hi, we're gonna bring the work workers of the world unite. You know, Black, Hispanic, and white workers for populism, let's unionize DoorDash. Trump went up there and said, they're bringing drugs, crime, they're rapists. You know, he said, we're gonna, I'm calling for a shutdown of Muslims coming into America. <laughs> you know, we're gonna say Merry Christmas. He was like this close <laughs> to saying the N-word. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Americans want. That's what a, he, this guy talks like us. He's our hero. He said, yes. I'm your right. voice. Yeah, the Americans that voted for Trump, that is what they want. That's why I question anybody who supports Trump. I question if they are racist. Yeah, off the bat, you have to prove to me that you are not. If you support Trump, I believe you are in fact racist. Because Mr. Fuentes, who is a known racist, a white nationalist, a white supremacist, He said the reason why we voted for Trump is basically because he's racist, right? Now, this is intentional. Once again, we're back to structural racism. There's other types of racism on the spectrum. You can have implicit bias, that's not as structural. But structured racism means this, if it is designed by people with intention like Fuentes and Trump and others, that means in order to deconstruct the construction, you must engage in intentional action. It does not simply go away. You see, anything that's designed doesn't just stop working. You have to intentionally deconstruct the construction. So let's look at racism as a design thing. If you believe that racism is a design thing, which it is, then you also believe that in order to eliminate this flawed design, it must take intentional actions. 
And that is why we fight against structural racism, hyperaggressive bias, and implicit bias. People like Fuentes, they're telling the truth. They're telling the truth as they see it. It is called their truth. And yes, people that supported Donald Trump liked him because he was racist. He told the truth there too. Who was Mr. Fuentes? Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center says Nick Fuentes is a white nationalist. Live streamer who advocates pulling the Republican Party further to the extreme far right. End of the political spectrum and outspoken admirer of fascist. Nick Fuentes, according to Canary Mission, has celebrated political violence, spread racism and promoted white nationalist ideology. And he also is one of the top Trump supporters in the country. And do you think Trump has denounced him? No, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene praise. Nick Fuentes. Ms. Tucker, thoughts? Bye, Fuentes. Bye, you bored. You don't have nothing else to say. You clearly don't know anything about history. Bye, boo, tomatoes, tomatoes, I'm over it. Like, you're, you're not giving anything, you're not providing anything. Be racist all you want to, but if you don't know what you're talking about, then I'm really not trying to hear it. So you can be excited that somebody is speaking your language, but truth be told, Language is gone because Trump probably gonna go to jail soon anyway, so you can go right on with him. Well, let's hope. I mean, Trump has had nine lives. Uh, We shall see. Uh, I am hopeful that he is the first president, former president to ever be arrested in the United States of America. If they don't lock his ass up, you can't lock anybody up who has ever been president of the United States. My dear sister, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your work. You can definitely follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. The handle is I am legally hype. Check me out. Thank you for having me. I love being here. And yeah, till next time. We love having you. Till next time. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.